We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. Do you feel like still kind of sick and hungover from, from Comic Con? Yeah. yeah, yeah, San Diego, man. I did not realize. Uh, whoa, yeah, wonderful people, great drinkers, and then we just did a lot of that. You made them great drinkers, though. You brought a bunch of people oh, to man. a bar and then Dude. were like forcing beer on them. You have? A I didn't fucking- force beer on them. We had our we had our beers. Do you know where I was? Where the bar was called Top Gun. It was where they shot the final scene of the movie Top Gun, where the lady walks in and then Tom Cruise looks her way, and then they like that's how you know they're in love. So it was a, really it was a bastion of love. Doesn't Tom Cruise? Doesn't the end say? Tell me if I'm wrong or not. Doesn't he make her hold a banana between her knees and say, "Just call yourself Bill." I don't know about all that. This is Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben Kissel. There is Henry Zabrowski with a brand new, dare I say, Timothy McVeigh-esque brush cut. Nice haircut. That's interesting that you say that. It's, it's <laughs> You say this as if uh, the majority of my hair is on the top of my head, yeah. but it is not. Oh. What it is is that it's just been shaved on the sides. I'm trying to slowly but surely get used to the, what my skull looks like. And and what this will be because eventually I, I will be I will be bald and I can't be one of those motherfuckers that somewhere in the in the tail end of having hair that has just like that poof on the front of it so I look like you Tintin. Know, man, I gotta say I think it's kind of cute though. You got the little poof. You're holding on. You're letting people know you once had hair. And I think now, it's kind of fun. This is I talked with the, the the woman cutting my hair who is wonderful and what she said to me was that the whole thing is to never show like you're pretending to have hair uh, like don't hide that you're balding sort of just like you have to sadly embrace it like my father does when i see him where he fathers he, he embraces me even though he disagrees with my entire lifestyle well there it is yes going back really quick san diego the comic-con adult swim shows were so great we sold out the balboa theater and that was awesome everyone was so yes. unbelievably nice and yes. uh man we talked about this a little bit up top during the live show of balboa theater Woo! The the odor of that convention center after a couple of days, a lot of people sweating in suits, a lot of uh, individuals who, uh, you know, uh, sweating semen. It was it was an interesting, uh, pungent smell. It definitely was a stiff pant like smell. Yeah, that came from men. I'm gonna just go ahead and blame the men. 
because sure. they only really bring one cosplay outfit. Right. Women, I think no more. So they bring multiples and they kind of change in and out. But like this dude, like most of these guys that got one, they rock the entire time. And it just gets grungy real fast. Yeah. And you're just pressed pubic mound to pubic mound Woo. in that convention center. You are an intimate, in an intimate space with these people. You really are, man. It, it was kind of horrifying. I, I do get overwhelmed a little bit, but what I do like is that it's honestly a very friendly atmosphere. Comic Con, the SDCC though is specifically way more of an industrial con. When I went to C2E2 in Chicago, it's way more like <laughs> traditional nerd festival. Well, I honestly don't no idea what these acronyms. Uh, I know I know the Comic Con one San Diego. What's CTD2? C2E2, which is the uh, that's a comic convention and video games and nerd culture in oh. Chicago, and also. Dragon Con in Atlanta. If you ever have a fucking chance to go to Dragon Con in Atlanta, it yeah. is a nerd fuck fest. All right. It is just nude nude women writhing with the luckiest men, smiling. The costumes are great, and it's really just about nerd culture and not about all the movie industry tie-ins like SDCC does. What uh, What are the dragons up to? <laughs> They're just hanging out. We're going to start yes. going to, uh, Brooke and I are going to start going to Ren Fairs. So look out for that. Why do you want to do this? I don't know. You're just going to change your lifestyle? That's a new lifestyle, dude. Because no, I can go honestly, to a Ren Fair. That's not, I mean, it's just one, it's a weekend. I am saying, I will say, I was trying to buy a corset for Natalie. That is a part of the Ren Fair lifestyle that yeah. you must embrace. Of course. It's nice because then you get to go corset shopping and I can just pick all whatever my grubby, nerdy hands wants to put on to Natalie for me to see. So that's fun. But you're going to be a troll there. They're going to give you a big club and there's going to yeah. be a bunch of little fuckers dressed as knights trying to fell you. What is, and how is that is different? How is that different than my normal life? I'm going to fit in <laughs> so well there you know that you travel around uh traveled around with me for years just constantly people be like huh big guy huh big guy you I, think you're a big guy i'll take you as your I knees finally like had to make a stance there was that one woman i think that was that final contact it was during the vip meet and greet and at uh the balboa in san diego where someone said something about how like you're the biggest boy in the whole world. And I was like, seriously, he's going to fucking throw himself off a building. Please stop talking about his size. I mean, the just let him is, go. If I do that, then I'm just going to land on my feet and I'll be just fine. <laughs> That's a tall joke. No, we love you guys. That meet and greet was so sweet. All right. Well, Henry, uh, the first little tidbit, little story that I wanted to get to you, to you, basically, this is for you, July 18th, three days yes. before my day of birth. This was in China. This uh, there was an eyewitness. China, China, beautiful place. I've heard great, beautiful place, place absolutely great. incredible place, tremendous place, tremendous place, great place to have a trade war. In no way we're going to lose that. Uh, an eyewitness caught caught a UFO over China last week. And if you want to see this, go to UFO Sightings Daily. And I just want to hear your perspective. This guy Bob Laser said the smaller craft he worked on in an Area S four inside Area fifty one had three main engines that glowed at certain times. Reminds me of the sighting over the Chinese airport years ago that shut down the airport. And it looks a lot like the uh, UFO that was spotted again July 18th in China. So what what are we looking at here? Because you saw the video. Kissel, Kissel, first of all, you've mentioned Bob Lazar, who is a problematic figure in oh, UFO culture. Well, in terms of that, he's also weirdly religious, and there's many people, like everybody in UFO culture. That is the one thing now, I will being say. Being religious isn't problematic. I'm not, not by- saying religious. It's just the other side. He's just... He's an esoteric man that has been lambasted 
for many sides of the argument, which I always love because no, no one, there there's no universally accepted figure in the UFO world. Sure. But first of all, it's Lazar. Why don't just go to Laser? Laser is so much more fun than Lazar. Uh, no, Lazar la- sounds like a lazy slug or something. <laughs> laser what? makes you sound like a female gladiator. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be? Yeah. No, you're a UFO investigator. Technically, you're trying to get people to say that you're serious and that you want to be taken seriously. So you go by Lazar. I don't know if that's the case. If you're a UFO investigator because you want to be taken seriously, that kind yeah, of. Buddy. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, but- wait till I fucking make the shift. Wait till I can mm-hmm. finally shuck off all this comedy bullshit and finally just go leave the grid and be able to go after my true pursuits, which is the na- what is the true root and nature of knowledge. Well, put on the cap. You saw the video. What 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 were we looking at there? It's very compelling. <laughs> I, I looked at it, and honestly, the way it goes, bleep bleep. Bleep, bleep. Like, if you see it, it is pretty big, thick orbs. Big, thick orbs in the sky. Thick orbs in the sky. They they definitely Mm -hmm. go, blink, blink, which is cool, and not like an arrhythmic blink, blink. Like, it wasn't like airplane lights. It was like a blink, blink, which I think is interesting. (laughs) And it does pop in and out of clouds. You see it dematerialize. (laughs) Whatever you want to say about it, it's probably some form of plasma. Okay. I would say again, it's a really good example of M&M technology. They are. It is a. It's a fairy light, as one would you would probably call it from okay. back in the day. But that's spelled F A E R I E. Okay. Fairy light. So it was something that's very interesting. It's a very common orb. But I will say, uh, very compelling, good footage. Them Chinese cameras, man. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right. So we do. I have actually a recent UFO sighting. Yes, and I do want to also bring up my friend Ellie from Oregon sent me this very fun story about the kind of a, a mixture of that. There was a uh, radio program called American Family Radio hosted mm. by Jeanette Mefford um, and a guy named Tim Daly. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's like, I guess he's from the Family Research Council. Oh, so you these know, are the he's when he says Family Research yes. Council, it means he's researching his children with his cock, right? Is that what I, that means? Honestly, man, that's that's a that's a blue joke. But you know what? Uh, anything goes. That's t- Tony Perkins, these really far right wing evangelicals—they're all far a part right. of it. Oh, they're nuts, man! I grew up with all these and, people, and their parenting techniques that my parents adapted uh, or adopted, rather, not necessarily the best. No, I don't think so, man. No. But what he definitely said was that Bigfoot and alien sightings, okay, are a part of the devil's plan oh. in order to destabilize our view of a godly life that we sit and that we watch Bigfoot. But Bigfoot isn't fake. It's sent here by the devil for us to see it so that the more big feet, big foots we see, Uh right, the more we're willing and apt to listen and be persuaded by the devilry of demons. So there's no... This is this is what's so fascinating about really far right religious people and then like really far like witchcraft people. There is a Venn diagram yes. where they just believe in all of the things that are perhaps what some might consider to be make believe. He's what uh, I'm but saying. They just He's believe literally the same saying thing. They, they should just get together and be friends. He's legitimately saying what I believe that Bigfoot is an ultra terrestrial and it is like a form of of energy creature. And it's interesting that he says that, but it's this idea hmm. of like, and I like, it's just, man, rhetoric is interesting because you look at it and it's the whole opposite side. Of the argument, because right. he says, oh, it will destabilize a religious life. I can't believe the, d- the devil uses us as tools. And he says that's bad. And, but right. I'm immediately like, awesome. 
good. Right. You know, and so it's kind of funny on two different worlds. Like, if I saw Tim Daly, I probably, we'd probably have to strangle each other. Like, we would probably have oh. to attack each other right after he tried to fucking kiss me. And I and I let him kiss me. Sure. Because I could show him how good I am at kissing him, and then he'll start crying and shit and be like, you yeah. need to leave your family. You need to, you need to go to Williamsburg. You need to go to West Hollywood. You need right. to go live your lifestyle. You know what I mean? And I'll do that for him. I'll, I will break him of that. I'll pat his bottom, and I'll say how cute he is and how nice he is just so that he opens up so he flowers. Well, I think you'll like that kind of McHale's Navy haircut of yours. It'll make him feel all masculine and tough. And I what think are you talking about? This is the romance. tough. I look very tough. No, I know. I'm, I'm not. The, but you the know, closer you get to, you could see my stress vein. Oh, honestly, you see my stress vein. It is pulsating. It yeah. is, it's, <laughs> it's like very the, uh, it's like the intestines in the uh, of the dude in the movie Annihilation when they're just like roaming all around <laughs> his chest. But uh, unfortunately, that's near your temple, and yeah, it man. might end up being the shotgun blast to your head. Whatever it's got to be, man. Whatever ends it. You know, that is so funny. So that means this family research radio or whatever, uh, there at some I guarantee you there were hundreds of thousands of parents who sat their children down that evening and they just regurgitate what they hear on these conservative Christian radio shows or Absolutely. in their books. And I'm sure they just were like, you know, Bigfoot. Bigfoot's real, okay? And it's sent here from so the devil. So first of all, they and have the to be kids like, whoa, just like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? And then, no, man. That's the, my whole childhood was just like, what are you even talking about? What is happening? But that's why we became the way we became. Yes, so it was the same true. thing. It's like severely Catholic, you know, wanted to be a priest when I was growing up. There's a part of you that I think that when you have been forced to digest that the devil is real. And not only is he real, physically real, like he can show up, is that his commandant is Bigfoot. <laughs> and that, that he can send it out. Like he can say, like, there's something about it. it gives you an extra dimension to life. They don't understand that them, them creating... The, the them physicalizing the devil as like the real Sauron or Thanos to use the new Mar- Marvel sure. universe to help our younger people to understand mm-hmm. is that when you use the thing, when you create him as Thanos that then he he does exist and they are actually helping people like me who are trying to constantly subvert the things that they believe. Now, isn't there another contingency uh, of thought out there when it comes to Bigfoot as if he is like a spiritual entity, like a good uh, spirit and stuff like that? Aren't there some sure. folks who believe that? Oh, yeah. They call him the wise man of the mountain. He's oh. also, they mostly, the I believe, Sasquatch. I'm actually not sure. <laughs> I don't Can know. Can you actually find out, Titties? Do we know? Is Sasquatch, is it, I yes. believe it means man of the mountain. Of course, Sasquatch. Travis is with us as well, as always, our main man here. Ah, Yes. The British Columbia, the Charles, they named the creature by a Salishan variant, meaning the benign-faced one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like Harry and the Andersons. You could believe in that face. Great. Oh, my God. Don't even get me going. What's the name of the lead lead actor on that? Charles Grodin. Now, that guy. Charles Grodin. Was he Charles Grodin the lead? Wasn't Charles Grodin? He was involved in some movie involving a Sasquatch. I swear to God. You just, no, you're thinking of Beethoven. Oh, With that's a big Bernard. dog. That's a big dog. Yes. Yeah. It's a St. Bernard's in it. That dog was so awesome. It's John Lithgow. John was Lithgow. Harry Lithgow. Yes, Harry Of course. You know, uh, do you remember that audio from way back in the day where this construction site, I don't know where they were, but they drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled, probably doing some uh, early form of fracking or trying to find some oil or something, and then they started to hear the sounds of hell, supposedly? Oh, yeah. I remember that. that- it was in like a Siberia or some shit. 
that audio was played in my church when we were growing up as definitive proof of hell. And all this stuff, again, I just uh, screaming, at, but like, what the hell is going on? No, it makes you look how much you like Pantera now. I've always liked Pantera. They're That's cowboy, what I'm saying. They're it, cowboys from hell, although I don't know how you keep your hat from, from not burning. but that is, that is a cute observation. I don't know how. Yeah, I think it's because they are too made of basalt, as oh. I would say is that the name of their hat. So it's made out of brimstone, which is also funny because the hat has a brim, isn't it, Kissel? That it is, is funny. funny. It is funny. I just feel like it's just very evident of who we are now as people. That this is uh, we've grown very accustomed to the supernatural and yep. to the idea of evil being real. And it just so happens if you sell me real hard on evil being real, eventually I'm going to find it sexy. And then as a boy, jerking off, thinking about all the goth girls that wouldn't even look at me because I had my weird fucking cargo shorts on or whatever, whatever shirt that fit from Walmart. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? nice. And then yeah. it makes you move towards your goals. The Walmart American Collection. Wonderful stuff. Yes. Um, speaking of Pantera, as we've said before, R.I.P. Vanny, uh, he is now deceased. And then, of course, Dimebag. And I got to say this, and it, this is what I said after, the, after that death when we were at the Rainbow Room, should have been Phil, because Phil is the one who basically killed Dimebag Daryl because he told his audience to go beat him up. And then his audience is so extreme, they think that that means shoot him in the face with a shotgun. But unfortunately, I will put the sort of Games of Thronesian like fantasy rules in there, where if Dimebag Daryl wanted to live, what he'd have to do is that he'd have to properly defend himself, which means carrying a gun with him at all times on stage. He's playing the freaking guitar. Yeah, but what if he, he was like, what, what, you want fully, a, gun, a gun guitar? Whoa, that would be fun. I mean, think about that. Or you what have if it more goes off when you're when you're you know when you're pretending metal, that the guitar dude. is an extension of your penis and you're pointing it towards it and, and you kill the whole front row and that's what you get, man. That's what you get for fucking sitting front row, man. And those guys would have died being like, "That's the most metal concert I've ever been to." If I got shot by fucking you know Lars Ulrich's drums, <laughs> then what would happen? Everybody would be very excited. It would actually probably increase sales. Yeah, he'd probably find a way to sue you for it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> bitch. All right. Well, goddamn fucking bitch, man! I watched some kind of monster again. Oh, I don't know why no. I did it. I was I was fucking, I was cooking in the house and I just wanted oh. to revisit it. And this is what I'll say. Okay, listen. Every what? group of every group of content creators have problems. All right, yes, and they have sure. personal issues and they have to work it out. We're still people. Like yes, James Hetfield does mow his lawn. He does have his life. Billy Corrigan is not a human goblin. Like he has a <laughs> wrestling company. It's like you know what I mean. Like he's. I, I love that wrestling side to Billy Corrigan. It's he's so, so funny. funny. His that, that was a one like he did a, a very funny thi- uh, interview on Joe Rogan. It was oh, very nice. funny. And he, you know he was on the cover of Cat Fancy and all that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but love it's it. Like you know, if you're metal gods. If you're James Hetfield, you're Metallica, you're a metal fucking to the extreme. Yeah. There is just no reason to pop that bubble and allow no. me to see the petulant boy fighting that they had to do with their therapist no. and shit. It's bad for them. It, and it's not some kind of monster. It is like some kind of like weak mid-40s males. I don't understand. It's. I thought it was going to be a metal documentary. No. And I really was going in super jazzed, and then it turned into a therapy session like it was a, a horrible reality show on MTV or The Surreal Life or something on VH1. And I was, I never, I, I, 
honestly, at least that shit. Yes, it does hurt you forever. But honestly, it's to real life as least it's trumped up. With Metallica, you see more of the truly sad side and actually how hard it is to go into relationship maintenance. And it's a thing that people actually should think about in terms of when you get married and all that kind of shit. It's like if you're going to go into couples therapy, know that it's not the sexiest, funnest thing that's ever been. Yeah, no one's ever there for good reasons. You know, it's never great times. Uh, that has people go on in to couples so, therapy, but if you need help, go out there and you sometimes get that help. I ought to think it's good to maybe do it when you don't need it so you can check in. Huh. All right. Well, this is another story. Uh, this one comes to us from Delhi. Now, this story is absolutely insane. It's, it's a very little intense. bit older. Yeah, it's, a, it's way intense. It's from July 2nd, and uh, I actually had t- uh, texted Henry the footage. There is footage of what happened here on LiveLeak. Uh, this article says it's a scene out of a horror movie. The bodies of 11 members of a Delhi family, 10 of them hanging from an iron mesh in the ceiling inside one room, were found at a residence and the body of a 77-year-old woman was lying on the floor in another room of the house. Now, there was no forced entry whatsoever, and they were found by Milkman. Milkman here. Yeah, he found Milkman. a Milkman, which is like a Milkman's like either dream or nightmare. Because like, some Milkman, I think, will be like, because mostly what you hope as a Milkman is that you can kind of see like the lady of the house in her panties while you're looking through the I don't window. Know dropping off. I don't know I honestly think it's very true. But then the worst option is seeing a that was dead 19- naked woman. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that was the 1950s, the Milkman. Very, very nefarious time, the 50s. Well, according but, to the Delhi, the Hindustan Times, it was the milk container delivery man. The milk container, okay. I don't and know then, what that means. I don't know either. I hope that's filled with milk and not just they drop off empty milk containers every morning because that's just kind of a really cruel joke. Very sad. Um, Do you remember what milk was like? That's oh, all it is. <laughs> it used to be held in these here containers. Uh, So the cops think this might have been a spiritual thing. Uh, This article calls it a godman, which I believe is just a spiritual guru. And uh, there is some suspicion that they were attempting to seek or attain salvation. And there's really no um, definitive evidence of this other than a couple of notes. And the last handwritten note read, using a stool and keeping the hands, eyes, and mouth tied up will help attain salvation. And I have no idea what would drive these people to do this, I but evidently, know. I uh, this is a mass suicide, and I've never heard of anything really like this, and I don't really know how they were able to even pull it off. Did the 77-year-old woman, is she the one who removed all the stools? Uh, because they did have their hands tied up. They did have their, uh, their uh, I believe their eyes were blinded. Did, that, did she do that? I will say, it's already really difficult to get your family all on the same page. I don't imagine what it would be like to get them all to commit suicide. I mean, like, yeah. fingers crossed. But a part of it's like they she it seems like she orchestrated it. They they had a plan. There was uh they wanted it to be uh but at the same time it wasn't really planned because they had events they had scheduled for the day. They had like dry cleaning to pick up and they had weird shit. They were not found uh until the milk containers were left out for days and they went to go looking at them. They think yeah. that maybe uh, the lead woman may have uh poisoned herself and then hung herself which is very very interesting it i i wonder what it means i am i'm really hoping this is not no some ant-man and the wasp tie-in because oh you think this is integrated like this. marketing this could be i mean we really? have to check to see whether or not their sneakers had paul rudd's face on them because if that's <laughs> true that would be how innovative it's disrupting the media 
Well, according to this researcher, uh, he said during the search of the house, certain handwritten notes have been found with, which point towards observance of some definitive spiritual and mystical practices by the whole family. These notes have strong similarity with the manner in which the mouths, eyes of the deceased were tied and taped. This is being investigated further to establish their links with the death. I mean, the, the youngest two were 15 years old. The oldest one, 77. It's just an entire family. And you're right, man. I mean, I can't get my, we can't even agree on what restaurant to go yeah, to. Yeah, my we family. can't decide whether to go to Red Lobster or Olive Garden. I can't imagine getting the two 15-year-olds to commit suicide unless you just bore them to death with stories from the old days when the milk used to have containers in them or the containers <laughs> used to have milk in them. What I would but say- this is this is very sad, though. Very what sad. I, yeah, obviously, it's very sad, Kissel. You discussed me. Thank you. even you. would joke about this. Uh, but second of all, I would look at the- uh, What I actually feel really bad for is the kids because a lot of times it's like what you see with kids in cults is that they are, don't know. And it's they, they are kind of raised in extreme oh, yeah. religious belief and they have mm-hmm. no way of breaking- the thought pattern and thinking on the outside of it, like thinking about like what it would be like to not kill yourself with your grandmother. I guess if you're 15 and you've been hearing this your whole life, I suppose you go along with it. Just quick, uh, quickly to clarify, the milk supplier left the crate outside. A neighbor then found it, and then the neighbor was like, "I'm going to help out this family." And then uh, he is the one uh, that saw uh, that saw the family members hanging. And I gotta say. What's that reaction got to be like? I think you just, you got to drop the milk, number one. Yeah, I mean, what? obviously, yeah, you're dropping milk. Which you have is, to. That's very fucked up. I obviously, I mean, that's a, it's, I imagine the word would be shocked. I think that that's very true. I think you'd look in there and be like, well, I mean, obviously a very haunting sight as well is that you walk in, you see 11 people hanging from the ceiling. I wouldn't really enjoy like doing a podcast afterwards like i mean no, maybe I, no. I would maybe i'd get it out maybe it's good to start with it but it's a hard cold open to be like right. hey guys yeah welcome to last podcast left uh saw 11 bodies hanging from anyway uh <laughs> you know i mean like yeah. it's very difficult to start a day with it uh but it's obviously a very mysterious case so wonder if things come out as things go with it oh and speaking of mysterious cases the sarcophagus, the sarcophagus was opening up, the dark sarcophagus that was found. For a while, they, what they thought it was going to be, for a second, they found this like unclaimed sarcophagus. I okay. don't need to jump from this. And they no, we no. thought that it just was going to th- be um, possibly that it could have been Alexander the Great. They were just coming up with shit of what could be in this sarcophagus. So okay. they were going to pry it open. And of course, everyone's like, don't pry it open because it's fucking, that's the, literally the plot of the classic universal horror, The Mummy. Of Which course, they Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And then, um, yes. But what a difference in, like, what's your idea of a man? Brendan Fraser? Oh, no, The Rock. It was uh, <laughs> quite a difference in casting there. And, I, you know, Brendan I'm a Brendan Fraser, Fraser guy. Come Honestly, on. he was great. He, he was, was great. great. And at the time, he was very handsome, and he did a very good job in that film, being a doughy-eyed boy. Yes. Surprised by mummies. But well, I, who wouldn't be? But they opened it up, and it was just three skeletons and a bunch of red juice that just turned out to be leak septic water. <laughs> oh man, I shouldn't have drunk that. Honestly, uh. there was a there was a petition. I joined it all as well. I joined the call on Twitter because there was a petition. Someone did a change.org thing that said like let the people drink the red juice oh, and it was no. like it had like 150,000 signers on it which is like more than any political 
change.org right. petition I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I believe it or not, sometimes the masses uh, that are collected on social media might not have the best intentions in mind. I, there's something about mysteries. I ended up there spending is. a long time on Reddit on Solve Mysteries uh, this week. It, uh, I, I get into it because there's some kind of distraction. I've deleted Twitter off my phone. So now what yeah. I do is when I, in that missing time where I would normally, normally check Twitter, I've been reading about the Delhi story. I've been reading Fun. about the sarcophagus story. Cool. And then I've been reading about another story that's, called, that's about a man named Robert Fisher. And there's okay. a really good Amazon doc on him right now. In 2001, uh, a house in Arizona, I believe it was Scottsdale, Arizona, exploded. And when they went down and they went and ex- excavated it, they were like, well, obviously this is arson because someone just pulled the natural gas line. They found okay. out it belonged to uh, the Fisher family. Robert Fisher was missing and the two kids and the wife were both inside and they had been, their bodies were found barely recognizable, burned from the explosion. But it turns out their throats had been slit and the mother's and the wife's head had a bullet in it. And oh, then geez. and then he blew up the house. And well, then what, the dude fucking disappeared. And is he still on the run today? Well, there is a lot of theories. There was a lot of people that if he was an avid back of like hunter, it's a really interesting story. And you should look up Robert Fisher and watch the Amazon yeah. doc. Because the one on the Amazon Prime is really fucking good. And it's very uh it's just kind of spooky because it's about like this guy goes and he's kind of an asshole. And he's an outdoorsman, and he kind of fancies himself a survivalist. And it seems like maybe yeah. he took he took his wife's car and his and the family dog because he said he loved the dog more than the family. He drove it out like ten. They found the car ten miles later with the dog still underneath it, which is the saddest thing in the world. Because oh, he a, killed the dog. No, no, he trained the okay. dog so well that he said stay to the dog, and it stayed at the car for ten days. Maybe wow. it ate food. God knows what it is, but it was alive when they found it, and then he disappeared. And there's a lot of people think that maybe he went, which I do agree. But basically, yada, yada, yada. It seems like he would, they were a very religious family. And oh, okay. And he was caught getting a jerky, getting a fucking happy ending in a, in a jerk shack. Uh, after a massage, and his wife flipped out, right? And so oh. she threatened to divorce him, and he wasn't having it. And finally, they kind of fixed shit a little bit, but they had a kind of a contentious, on the inside, totally fine marriage on the outside, one of those bullshits. Right. things that maybe she found out that he was squirting another gherkin while she was, like, the fucking, while they were back together after he had kind of fixed shit up. And she threatened to divorce him, and then... After uh, his weird ego and the idea of being divorced as being like a smirch on his Christianity is that instead he just killed the family and blew up the house. Oh, yeah, that's going to save his uh, reputation as a good Christian. That's the perfect way to do it. Well, interestingly enough, going back to that Delhi story, they found the dog, I believe, alive as well. So, I mean, as far as dog life goes... Not not horrible stuff. Good yeah, news. Yeah, two for dogs, zero for humans. Yeah, I we're mean, trying to find. And this was Delhi years ago already. Yes, this was in two thousand one, and there's some recent sightings of him because the cold case got reopened in two thousand seventeen. Wow. Uh, there's a there's a lot sure. of stories about. I just ended up in that world, and I I love unsolved mysteries because it's my I love disappearances and shit like that because it well, gets you honestly, good man, and scared. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of his family. Now, that's obviously extremely sad, number one. We all know that. But how the hell do you actually get off the grid? That's You, uh, he, you have to you be very determined. Dead? I think he just committed suicide. 
Do you think so? I that's my theory is that he committed suicide and he's somewhere in one of the caves. He said basically they found his the car abandoned near the mouths of like these several caves, which is this area that he used to go hunting all the time. And so they wonder whether or not he literally just climbed down in there and shot himself in the head. Yeah, that's totally crazy. It's a crazy story. And it was like just one of those you watched was like, holy shit. It's kind of similar. I would put it in the world of Killdozer where like, oh yeah, it's just something scary. I mean, I get it, man. These like determined, hmm. d- these determined white men creating massive mayhem because they just do it. And they just have a confidence. Just do whatever the fuck it is. He's fucked up. It's- he does have, he's got those, yeah, he does, de- he definitely has those eyes. He has that, Adam uh, Lanza eyes. Yeah, I can, you can see that. And you get the feeling he does want to have the perfect family. They got their little Sears portrait picture here. Yes, and it all has to be completely perfect. The lies. He was but shown to F- be a control freak. I believe that. The FBI is still operating as if he is alive, and he is still on their most wanted list, which is. Yes. So hopefully, uh, I mean, maybe get some closure for the relatives if they can find the body. Man, you should see the aged version of his pictures that are pretty great. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it. They're uh, pretty funny. I will it's, say they treat him. They treat him pretty well. I guess uh, so. They do throw a goatee on him, so you can see, which is not which really. I, I do love that. I love. I love the goatee. I'm on the run. Goatee. He I'm not. Uh, I'm on the lamb. Better get a goatee. That military grade buzz cut is also very disconcerting on a father. Oh yeah, absolutely. Be a, you got to be a little kinder looking, you know. Do you? That's what I, I guess I it's think like so. Uh, my goal is to. I honestly, as I grow older, I want to look more extreme. Well, I know that's your that's your goal, and you're going to go out in the middle of nowhere, so no one's even going to see you. No, but I'm going to get jacked. I'm going to get jacked. I'm going to I'm going to get a head tattoo. You're going to get a head tattoo. Yeah, man. Like Mike Tyson. I'm going to get a tattoo that just says UFOs land here at the very top of my head. <laughs> I'm just going to start that's, doing that shit, man. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm excited. As long as you don't get it tattooed on your tongue. I think. What if I... Squirt, 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 squirt. Oh, thank you. Disgusting. <laughs> this is some kind of bukkake party. Oh, yeah. I... I will. I decline. I decline the invite to the Bukaki party. I also. Go. You also. I can start getting that hat. You ever seen the hair tattoos? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. I think. Uh, doesn't Post Malone have one of those? Well, yeah. I don't know. That I don't know. I know he has the face tattoos that say, I guess, always tired. Yeah. Why? why what is happening now? And now I'm old, right? Uh, yes. So, so I have to say, what's happening now? What's happening uh, with, now? It's the cloud those... rappers. I've been telling you about cloud rappers since fucking Biggie and Tupac. But then. But it's. You know, it's. They're, it's so permanent. It's very permanent. Cloud rappers love to not articulate their thoughts. They love lean, and they love big shirts with big, wide neck holes. Huh. That's what that they is. like, and they like rapping. They like ribbity rapping on the internet. For- but, you know, like, remember when, like, ICP, they were, like, they were extreme. But that's that's makeup, and they just wipe that right off, and then they can, like, go to go to the supermarket. No one's going to know if it's, uh, you know, Crazy, uh, crazy J or something. People well, thought Kiss was evil. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's but then like Gene that. Simmons is just you now he's just a multi multi millionaire businessman. Yeah, they and thought they were. Alive. They thought Kiss was like gonna end the world. They thought ACDC right. was the most evil satanic group in the world, and really it was just about 
hot women with big thighs and and drinking a lot of beer and then talk about how hard it was on the road because they weren't great enough to think of songs outside of the things that they knew. (laughs) And a part of it was like they made me feel good. ACDC is still my favorite workout music on the face of the planet. You know, I mean, honestly, ACDC was, I guess, in a strange way, given a, a bonus by that psychopath. Um, uh, Richard Ramirez, yes, Richard it definitely Ramirez, made them appear to be more evil. Yes, Angus Young. Yeah, they're all very tiny, but a lot of kicks and stuff like that. That's what I like I about remember it. My, uh, speaking of church, going back to that, we also did have a full, oh, Malcolm Young is dead. Man, I forgot. Mm-hmm. I, I forget all these people that die. Um, uh, we did a whole night in, Sa- night in Satan's service spiel for our, uh, in our little um, oh, youth yeah. group. Because we had a cool pastor, so he knew about Kiss, but he also knew that uh, Satan was speaking through East Freely's uh, cat mask. Now you're going to want to look at this picture of Kiss here, because you know what it's about. The cat man himself, his lithe movements, his tender knees, his swift little buttocks, and the way his chest is purred, you know he's trying to make you gay. You're looking up here, Gene Simmons, long tongue, you wonder, you sit and you wonder what it's going to be like wrapped around your dingus down there making you gay. Honestly, man, I I would laugh, but that is pretty accurate. It's just, and I'm like, why is everything making you gay? Like, is, I think this is a personal problem for you, no, sir. No, 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 no. You look at Gene Simmons' his tender ankles. You're wondering what those ankles would be like in your hands up above your forehead as you're plunging him deep and down in his ass pussy. I meant his, he's making you gay. <laughs> he's did, making I mean, you gay. Nights in Satan's service, but everyone forgets that song God Gave Rock and Roll to Us, which is basically a, a Christian melody. Yes. Yeah, it's about and God gave us rock and roll, and we're supposed to like yeah. it because God gave it to us. It's right. very it's same thing with Iron Maiden. It's all about defeating the devil. They always talk about the devil as bad, but it's like, which is still awesome because Number of the Beast fucking rocks, entire fucking album killer shit. But I like about all those guys is they're super small because that's what rock and roll used to be for. What Tiny. I don't like now is all these guys are good looking. That's the only thing I almost like about these cloud rappers is because the fact they're all gross. I oh, like the sure. fact that they're using music to equalize their lifestyle you're supposed to be small and ugly or fat and weird or tall and long (laughs) and you're supposed to use your skills to get laid well hey man i'm all i am not against them it's not my personal cup of tea but you know what that's fine because everyone has to have a different beverage that's what i always say and i just want i just want to make sure i've heard you say it no i I know i i that's coin it coin it (laughs) but you know i just i just wonder how they're gonna feel about those face tattoos that's all i that's all i think they're not going to make it to the age where they are going to think about it. You oh, know what I mean? I think their goal right. is to not make it. I see. I see. It's cool well, for them to die. But I tell you what, I feel like it's not cool to die. That's right. And if you're out there, it's not cool to die. So you stay alive. You stay you alive. Keep on, you keep unless on you're, keeping on. I guess unless you're Terry Shivo and you're locked in your body, then it should oh, be cool to die. Oh, my God. Well, I don't even want to get into all that because I was just Why, is that a hot-button doc- issue? Well, no, it makes me so sad because there's this documentary called Gleason all about this guy who was, uh, he was a New Orleans Saint, and then he uh, got a block uh, kick return um, for a touchdown, and the Saints ended up winning the Super Bowl, and that was the way they started their season. He got uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and then he got the surgery where he got to stay alive, but then you're just like the guy in Big Lebowski uh, 
bulk of the series. Love your work, sir. You're basically in an iron lung. Oh and my then you god! Just, but you, and you can't do anything. But your brain is still active. And then that is like that's the that. Speaking of Metallica, that's what that one song reminds me of. <laughs> yeah, oh, it reminds you. Also reminds me of the fucking uh, uh, what's it? The Mr. Show sketch with the kid who jumped into the vat of acid because the songs were telling him to kill himself. And then the second song was like, finished job, finished job, head first this time. I, 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 <laughs> I feel like there is some medical advancements so that are coming up. They actually are working on a head transplant surgery. Yes, I saw that. I Man, saw that. I would I put, it put it on. What, what? are you going to put it on? What are you going to put it on? Dog. What? I want to yeah, put it on a dog. That's weird. Everyone, everyone loves dogs. I want to put mine on a hot lady's body. Yeah, but then that's just gonna, it's just gonna, it's just gonna leave. Well, why do you? All right, you know what? That's fine. That's just fine. to try it. Just to try it. Just for, for a, a little day. while. Play with my own boobies. See what that power is like. I don't know, man. I'm not sure how all that's gonna work. No, oh, yeah, I would goodness. point at people and just be like. You're disrespecting me. And pull out my boobies and slap them around a bunch. And then play with my bean in front of a bunch of people. Huh. All right. Well, interesting. Uh, interesting take on the lives of a woman. <laughs> I don't know the life yeah. of a woman. No, just, no idea. No I, idea. I don't know. All right, everyone. I think those are those are just some fun stories. Uh, yeah, dude. This, this is what this show is stories. for. I would That's like what mostly it's all about. What I do think is cool is people to also go and do your own research on this kind of shit. It's like, I like this as kind of yes. being like our flavor of like, we'll bring up stuff. And if you want to like do a deep dive on some of these stories, there's a fuck ton of them. And totally. keep sending us ideas for stuff to talk about. Yes. And uh, the last podcast network at gmail.com. If you do do a deep dive on any of these stories, I mean, not too many uh, pages, but if you want to write a good one page synopsis on something, I'd be more than happy to use that on the show and obviously give you some credit for it because that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll take your free work. We'll take your free ass work, but we will make it fun about it and it'll be it'll be cool. We'll have fun with it. It'll be great. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Henry loves you and Dr. Fantasty. Those are his social mates. My social mates. Yes. Ben Kissel one. I love that Instagram, man. I'm, I've really enjoyed the Insta stories. I love Insta stories. Yes, because then you get to see people's faces and then they, they have to be mildly nicer because they're not anonymous. And I really like that. Yes, but also it's like it's still technically owned by fucking Facebook. And I wish that it would all stop. When's the solar flare going to come, man? Yeah, man. When's I've it been gonna fucking come? I want it I to be know. wiped out. I want technology to be wiped out just so that people have to deal with it for a second. You know, just like a yeah. little bit. Which is why well, I'm I'm converting whatever money I have into precious metals and stones. And I mean <laughs> I put them all in like gilded things around my house and I know that I can melt them down. Yeah. Well that's what I was thinking. You know what Jack should do? This the owner of the Twitter, uh, Saturday, Sunday, take a day off. End it. Just give like let people like like break out, and then they'll be like, "Oh, hello, family. How? Are- oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long." Um, because I think that would be very healthy for everyone. Just every now and again. All I know is they got us programmed like a bunch of fucking rats in a maze, yep. and they're using it. For, they're using it. To, for, they're fully to their advantage every they're fucking u- second of the day. And well, unfortunately, it- Movie Pass is also another gigantic data grab where they're finding out oh, a bunch of stuff. But technically, Movie Pass is kind of worth it. Well, ten bucks a month, you can go see any movies you want. That is yes. kind of worth it. 
but they're learning about you and your habits. And that's the goal is to figure out more ways to control you. Yeah, I have a feeling that both of us would just be categorized as like lonely nerds. And you'd be like, no, we're not even that lonely. I just, I have to see the Mr. Rogers doc. I have yeah. to see the first purge. I also if I don't really watch the like new Saw. I don't know what I'll do. Oh, fuck. You know what I also forgot to bring up? Which now we got to talk about the next fucking episode is liquid water. A whole lake, 12 miles of water was found on Mars. Yes, I saw that. They have a whole fucking what, lake. We're, go- we're going to fucking Mars, man. We're going to Mars. And I want to. Recall- I would love to go to Mars. I want us to be the first podcast on Mars. I love that. The first podcast on Mars. I love it. It's let's probably going to be something like Neil deGrasse Tyson's bullshit. But I'm going to no. let's skip him on the line. Yes, we have to just. Well, I'm going to shoot up there. I'm just going to like. I'm a janitor here. I got to do a quick clean before this space shuttle takes off, and yeah. I'll stay on it in a in a very large uh, closet. Yeah, and then halfway through the flight, I'll be like, oh, it took off, and you got to get your like, zoom. You got to sneak the yeah. zoom on there. Yeah. So you can record yourself going like, whoa, Mars is, whoa. Well, I think they're going to do a mission to Mars, but then there's no return date, which I'm also, oh, man, if you're going to do it, this is the time to do it. Yeah, buddy. I think about it sometimes, except I love my family too much. Well, you have to bring everyone with you. I mean, Wendy. But what they said apparently, I would do Wendy in space. Oh, so cute! (laughs) She dies so fast; it would kill her guts. But she would be so cute. But also, you're technically not allowed to have sex uh, as part of that uh, suicide mission. That's a part of what they're saying is that you're not supposed to make any love. And I don't think I can keep my hands off of Natalie. Well, I think they don't want anyone anyone to have the children. Because then that'll make things even more complicated, and they don't got enough room for a daycare right now. Um, yeah, so that but that's might why make it I, a little bit trickier. I, that's why I keep smoking that weed, make my sperm all slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. We love you. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. And make sure if you're going to do one thing today, just live and then laugh about it, uh-huh. and then love that you're laughing. Oh, that's actually nice, right? Yeah. If you walk it through, it's nicer than just saying live, laugh, love. Right, right, right. Talk See to you fuckers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's this right here. What would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously, I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. 
This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs who are looking to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for a creative way to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. If I needed to give a class on digging holes, I'd do it. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand. Upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills. And tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or you can sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash left.